0: The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink. And I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today.
1: Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe and Chewy.
0: 625, literally rolling through Bayside. Uh, there was a stop sign. I gestured to the stop sign, and then I continued through the stop sign. Interestingly enough, to the left of me was a police officer. You
2: know how fast you were going? fast <laughs> <laughs> <to> the
0: In <laughs> the Get you
1: know.
2: Can I have your license and registration, please?
1: Absolutely. Nicky! Yeah? Would you mind bringing the officer to the registration? This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.
0: Handed the gentleman my license. He asked me for proof of insurance. I'm on the phone with you guys, telling you that I got pulled over. He comes back to the window. He hands me my license and says,
2: just going to let you off with a warning. I got you on the radar at 93 miles per hour.
3: Huh. You must have got me when I slowed down to take that curve, because for a while there, I was doing well over 100. (laughs) Officer. Hi.
4: Do you really have to give us a ticket? <laughs> All right, Nick.
1: we This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at The Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Lattice. She's running her mouth. She wants to ride. It. She's trying to hide it. I'm cool as ever. She's too excited. Her man look like he wants to fight. He ain't doing nothing but running his mouth. Yeah. Talk about it. We
2: what time did you go to bed not, tonight uh, last night, big guy? Cause you probably missed uh, both of the big trades that went down.
4: I did. Um my son was over for dinner with his girlfriend. Sat outside, had a little wine, probably shut it down about nine.
2: So that's eight central. Um I mean, the, the first well, trade I probably went down, but you definitely missed the big trade of the day with Kevin Durant going to These the Phoenix Suns.
4: Are you talking the Laker trade went went down first?
2: Yeah, Laker trade went down first. I'm trying to think about what time that would have been last night. It, it, um, you might have been awake no, for I it. Wo-
4: I woke up this morning, turned on ESPN, and of course they were talking about Durant, and I was, yeah, surprised but understood it.
2: So do we think, because today is one of the biggest days on the NBA calendar, like outside of the playoffs, like during the regular season, this might be the biggest day because and sometimes it flops. Sometimes you get absolutely nothing. Uh, this trade deadline in the NBA, we're getting, we got a couple of big trades where the Lakers are adding to their team. The Nets finally ship off the final piece of their failed big three. Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. But like this is a huge day in the NBA, and it will overshadow any sort of Super Bowl prep. But as we go through everything we're going through, too, with Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, and you know, he asked for a trade back in 2021, eventually made good, made up with the franchise and signed the, the extension that he did last season. And we hope that that was going to bring an end to some of this drama. Obviously, it is not as we await a decision from Aaron Rodgers. But do we think that this is Aaron Rodgers' vision? He's kind of talked about this a little bit in the past, about you know, the, the freedom of, of movement that the players in the NBA have versus what they have in the NFL. Do, do we think that this is the type of league that Aaron Rodgers wants for the NFL, what we're seeing currently in the NBA?
4: Uh, yeah, probably. But as a fan, I don't, I don't like it. That's why I'm not a big NBA fan. I don't want the players to run the show. I really don't, and I think that's what yeah Aaron wants and a handful of players want. I just, I, I, I just don't think it's great for the game. I think it's easier in the NBA because, I mean, now everyone needs a big three, right? If you don't have a big three, you got no chance.
0: Yep, I agree with that.
4: Uh, for the most part, unless
0: you have the biggest like number
4: one and two, yeah. Which is, is Durant, all right, let me ask you this. Is he still the best player in the NBA? No. Like, if you were drafting in, would you put Giannis above Durant? Giannis,
2: and look, I I understand I'm wearing a Bucks hat today, so, you know, take my opinion for what it's worth. (laughs) Hold on, hold on.
4: Ashton, at the start of this week, that plays right into my point. The toadiness is – the. D-toadiness is wearing off on Gabe.
2: Well, well no, no, he's he's a he's a through and through bucks toad. Really. Yeah, no, like, he's <laughs> through I, and through. You're you gonna are? have to do. Oh, you're gonna have to do so much more work if you want me. If you want to detoad me from the Bucks, it is going to take at least double the effort of what it took to detoad. But, me. but hold the on, f- idiot. I have no
4: problem with you being a, d- a bucks toad. Sure. Because you are in the on-deck circle when it become, when it comes to calling games. <laughs> so right. you kind of have to be a toad, right? Yeah. So right. that's fine. Okay. Now, if you ever become uh, Wayne Larravee's right-hand man or you're in the bullpen warming up in case something happens to the rock, then
2: you can toad away. All right. It's good to know the toad rules of when I'm allowed to toad and not toad out. Yes. Um, no, it doesn't mean I'm going to listen to
4: you.
1: Look,
2: if I ever got feedback from you that, hey, man, I listened to the game last night and you sounded great. If I ever got that, like I would probably die on the spot. My heart would stop working because it would be such unexpected like compliments coming from you.
4: Well, Gabe, if you have enough clout to tell the Bucks and their opponent to start the games at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I will listen. <laughs> no, you won't. You'll be busy working okay. out and getting smoothies.
2: <laughs> no, at two, at 2 o'clock, he's going, ah, well, I could turn on the Bucks game or Gold Rush is on. Well, no, UConn Gold, excuse I, me. He'll, he'll be driving oh, around. Yeah, yeah. So
0: he'd, he'd have it somehow in the car unless he's in Florida. Yeah, I, I would play.
4: I'm not going to listen very long, but – You have a very distinctive... You know what? I will say this about you from the clips that Ashton has played and stuff. You have a very good play-by-play voice.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
4: I mean, your timing, your everything, it's it's very good. It's very soothing to the ears because not all play-by-play people are soothing to the ear. But... Back to your point, I don't think the NFL will ever get to the point where they have where the players have the power that the NBA has.
2: Sure, but I don't you feel like we're kind of shifting that way a little bit? Because when you played, you um, and when you played, like the NFL trade deadline Like, it wasn't a thing. Like Nobody actually knew when it was because no team was actually going to pull off some sort of trade before the trade deadline. Mike McCarthy, once not jokingly, when asked about the trade deadline, said, oh, that's today during a press conference during his time in Green Bay. But I would say in the last five years, the trade deadline is an actual thing that teams are trying to utilize in the NFL.
4: Yeah, but Gabe, I went back because I remembered 1993, I think it was 93 or 94. And um, we didn't have a running back. And Ron, I don't think Ron gets enough credit for the trades he has made that people have no idea about. Now, I was a trade. I I don't know if you consider me a trade, but I was a traded pick from the San Francisco 49ers at 156. Okay. So does that count? So I just looked up. We traded. You guys won't know this name. But John Stevens, who was a really good back with the with the Patriots, was on his way out. Right? He comes into Green Bay is kind of a. We traded him. Did you know? You get you. You guys got to get a little more tuned Just up. Just tell in us. Here. Did you know we cha- traded John Stevens for Eric Dickerson and Bruce Pickens?
2: I did not know that. No. I forgot all about
4: it. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I played with Eric Dickerson. I don't remember it.
2: I mean, it's not that Eric Dickerson. Yes. He never played for the Packers. Google it. He never actually – I mean, maybe the trade happened, but I, I don't think Eric Dickerson ever actually played for the Packers.
0: Correct. He did not ever actually yeah, play for the Packers.
4: but that it still, still counts. It doesn't count? <laughs> it still counts. Yes, it does. If the trade went through and he decided not to come, did John Stevens not go? I don't know. Yeah. I'm telling people I played with Eric Dickerson, and you can kiss my you-know-what, Ashton.
0: Uh, he Which retired, is pretty cool. He retired after failing a physical with the Packers. Eric Dickerson did not play.
4: Did he really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You Every part of the story. No, but story, Ron made a lot of – like, oh, the, the Keith Gabe, trade. Gabe, Gabe,
2: another one. The Keith trade is Keith the biggest Jackson. one. Yeah. Well, that's the biggest one for me that I remember, and it took him a while after – after he got traded for to actually show up and play for the Packers, but yes. he actually did play for the Packers. Obviously, played a big role for the Packers in your Super Bowl season.
4: Well, Brett Favre, I would say, was probably his biggest trade, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: that was rather large. Um, I mean, look at this. I, I won't read the names, but
0: <laughs> he can't or...
4: Uh, By the way, Ashton, while,
2: while he's looking up for that, uh, so you don't trust people with two first names?
0: No, not even a little bit.
2: W- where do you land on someone like John Stevens? Because Stevens isn't really a first name, not but a first Steven name. is.
0: If it was John Stevens, wouldn't trust him. John
2: okay. Stevens? Great. He's fine. Okay. I didn't know if like being first name adjacent like that meant you were like only trusted I, half a cup. No,
0: I do appreciate you asking me that. Uh, yeah, my, my rules for names when it comes to trustworthiness off the bat without knowing them, there's an S attached to it at the end like Stevens? Good with me. All good.
4: Yeah, but Don um, – He's I mean, done his he, own show. He, oh, just give me uh, – Mark Ingram. Uh, yeah. You know, Mark, remember Mark Ingram? Oh, I do remember he Mark Ingram. He was a trade. Uh, Eugene Robinson. He they was trade. a trade. You know who they traded for? Uh, who they traded Eugene Robinson for? Uh, Matt Labowney. You remember Matt Labowney?
2: I, I somehow do Matt remember Matt Matt Labowney started
4: recycling in the Green Bay Packer organization.
2: Like the Packers that? weren't recycling before Matt LeBounty, and then they Correct. traded him away.
4: Man, yes, to Seattle where he felt a little more comfortable about recycling.
0: <laughs> what a weird piece of information. This
4: is why. This is why we love true. you too.
0: Yeah, this is the value. I remember you
4: bring. because we, hold on, and let me let me let me let me tell you why. We used to get the paper playbooks right every every week. Your game plan right. And which is a probably three-inch stack of paper, right? So when the secretaries had to change those out, they were just throwing them in the trash, right? The paper. And it was bothering Labonte. So Labonte started gathering up all that paper and delivering it somewhere.
2: You know, like taking Where it someone so in the like organization said, or something?
4: yes, or they said, this is ridiculous. Why don't we just, re-? and that's how it started. God, I am so full of useless knowledge.
2: From Matt Labonte. There you go. If you
1: Chewy did, was right. Holy. He was full of useless Chewy knowledge. Chewy was right.
2: Yes. I mean, if you woke up this morning thinking you weren't going to learn anything something on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, Chewy's here to make sure that you do learn something. Like Matt Labonte started recycling for the Green Bay Packers. 800-990-3776. Are you with Chewie? Do you not like trade deadlines, Player, uh, well, not necessarily trade deadline, but this this movement towards the freedom of movement for the players—the way it is in the NBA—do you want to see more of that in the NFL? Because clearly, that's what Aaron Rodgers wants. I think that's very obvious that that's what Aaron Rodgers wants. But back to this trade: why would the
4: why would the the Nets do something like this, where they got four first-round picks, but the Suns are going to be pretty darn good? That's like the equivalent of what third round picks in the NFL. If you're because the Suns are going to hold on, Gabe. They're going to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So those draft picks will be 25, 26, 27
2: So the hope like I is- understand
4: once Kyrie. I understand once Kyrie left. Their chances of of a championship are gone, but it just, I don't know, it doesn't seem like they got enough bang for their buck.
2: So there is, Chewy, a rule in the NBA where you can't trade back-to-back first-round picks. So the last pick that they are acquired in this is 2029. And who knows what the Suns are going to be in 2029. So it's kind of a gamble of, oh, if that pick ends up being a good pick, you know that you know clearly they don't they doubt that the first of these picks is going to be something in the upper half of the first round this in the upcoming draft of 2023 but they get the 23 25 yeah. 27 29 and a 2028 20, pick swap so they're kind of banking that one of those ends up being at least a de- we'll decent pick that you get some sort of swing at. And, and this
0: is a big thing. Now, I mean, Gabe, you'll have to correct me if I'm misrepresenting this, but the Celtics under Danny Age were huge in trying to do this, where they're trying to grab as many picks as they can to either trade for players later on or just hope in the draft over the next you know several years they're able to stockpile and actually get players that are worth something if the teams they're trading from end up faltering. Like that, that was what yeah. the Celtics tried to do under Danny Ainge. And, and it's the same process.
2: And it was successful because they traded away, um, you know, KD, or excuse me, um, KG, oh, Kevin yeah. Garant, yeah, Garnett, and Paul Pierce to the Nets, and they got all those picks, and then the Nets ended up sucking, and they ended up getting great picks, which is how they got Jalen Brown, which is how they got
4: uh But, but Gabe, they've had already they already won their championship, so they didn't care.
2: 100%, yeah. So they they had won their championship, they had an aging roster, so they were trying to boot it. The, the Nets, too, like... The writing was on the wall. Like, they weren't going to compete for a championship with just Kevin Durant. He wanted out. He wasn't going to be happy, so they traded him away. And that's just the way I know this is the way you're hoping things don't operate in the NFL. And I feel that most teams in the NFL stand pat more often than not. But the Packers have even been inconsistent on this. You know, like, if if Giannis was unhappy and asked for a trade, the Bucs would probably trade him. Whereas we've seen Aaron Rodgers be unhappy, request a trade, the Packers hold pat. We've seen Devontae Adams ask for a trade, and they acquiesce and traded him almost immediately. So I guess it kind of depends upon the situation right now in the NFL. But I feel that at least NFL teams at this point try to convince their stars to stick around versus the NBA I, I, where, yeah, they convinced KD to stick I, around, but they eventually traded him.
4: I, I I get that. And I know we're up against the dashing, but I want to throw this out. Maybe we can talk to Jason about it. We knew Ron Wolfe's M.O., right? We knew his MO. Draft, sprinkle with guys that are on the backside of their career that still had something in the tank that didn't cost a lot of money, win a Super Bowl. Ted Thompson, draft and develop. No free agents. What what is Goody's MO? I don't even know what his MO is. It's, it's a great what question. Is it? I mean you trade away you trade away your best I, I know, I know we're up against it, but you trade away your best receiver in I just don't know what his MO
2: is. Well, we can definitely ask Jason about that. We can dive more into that as Jason Wildy. We've got—I don't know if you we were listening to Wildy and Taush yesterday. If you happen to be paying attention on social media, but Jason had some big news yesterday about himself, and we'll dive into that with Jason plus those questions that Chewy wants to ask. It's all coming up next. Ready? Down. Oh. Hut, hut,
1: hut, hut. All
3: Packers. All the time. I still think in the end, he's more likely to cave than he is to stick to his guns and say, yeah, I am want to go play somewhere else. Okay, most of the time. All men specifically nuts? or
0: all nuts?
1: Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. <laughs> it's Jason Wildy on Gen Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive, we are driven by you.
2: He is our friend. He is our teammates. And he is the newest member of the Martin Luther Hall of Fame. <laughs> he is Jason Wildey. Jason, congratulations, my friend. Congrats, Jason. You're Jason!
3: Uh, Gabe? Yes, sir. Thank you? We've been friends for a long time. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I want you to think very carefully about how you proceed in this interview going forward now that you've mentioned that. Yeah. (laughs) Because I I want you to, again, think about how long we've been friends. Yep. Ashton, Uh we haven't been friends quite as long, but I consider you a very good friend as well. I just want you guys to contemplate that friendship, that mutual respect that we have for each other, that love we have for each other, and choose very wisely... What you choose to discuss during today's time together.
2: All right. With that being said, Jason, my first question is: What took so long? How many sports awards did you have to win? Like you're a three-time Sports Writer of the Year. One wasn't good enough. Two wasn't good enough. Three. Like I mean, you. What what Uh took so long Uh for you to get into this Hall of Fame?
3: (laughs) I'm glad. I'm. I'm. I'm I'm glad you listened to me.
2: Uh... I love when
3: Jason's uncomfortable. (laughs) It's so great. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that again friendship uh you know i I still i'm not i I don't understand it frankly um i know the principal at martin luther uh is an avid avid espn wisconsin listener um i wasn't able to attend the uh induction ceremony itself the girls had a gymnastics meet that they were competing in and uh on either side of that equation first of all i would I would not want to miss seeing them in any of their sports in which they compete or any of the other activities they do. Uh, and on the flip side, I would have been there by myself. So, I, you know, Chewy, I was there to support you when you went to the Hall of Fame, if you remember correctly. Um, yes, yes. I was, I was outside watching on a closed circuit television inside a production truck because I think Bill Johnson took the last ticket at your table, so I didn't even get to go in person. But I was still there supporting you, still there for you, and there were a lot I of people it. there that were supporting you. Yeah, I'm sure you did. So, you know, it was it was it's a ridiculous honor. I have no idea. Uh, I I did joke in my uh, videotaped acceptance speech that uh, obviously there were some limited options from from my class, but it was really nice of them to do. Uh, my question is why, like, what was my responsibility in terms of informing people about it? Because, as Chewy pointed out, uh, it is fun to make me uncomfortable. I, I told literally two people beyond Paula. Um, <laughs> I didn't tell anyone on our team. Uh, I did not see the reason to do that. I wasn't going to tweet about it. Um I, 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 what was my responsibility? Because I've gotten a lot of pushback. No, so uh, Jason, telling anyone.
2: I want to make it perfectly clear. I respect the move that you pulled, like by not telling anyone. Like I a hundred percent respect that. Yeah, me too. Like because I feel it's it's the exact same thing I would do. Like I, I know I would do the same thing. That being said, I also know that if I were you, once. Homer, I don't even know how, did, how did Homer find out? Because he's the one who did the investigative reporting, found, that, found out this information, and then shared it with the world. So, but once Homer found out, now that we all know, now you're just going to get a hard time about it. Like, this is just the way this thing oh, operates. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm aware. Believe me, I'm aware. Um, I'm not sure. So Homer claims, and, and I'm, not, I'm not here to call him a liar. However. Homer claims, however. Homer claims that he um he does a lot of good works, as you know, and, and as you are also aware. I try very hard to bring those to light because in a similar vein, he doesn't tell anybody about all the good things he does. You know, he's he's kind of cultivated this uh crazy man, curmudgeonly image that while there are some there's some truth to it, he's a really good human being who does a lot of really good works, right? Uh so apparently uh, Kingdom Prep is a school uh, that he has done some of those good works for. Uh, it's uh, apparently a, a Lutheran school in, in, I believe, Tosa. And he claims that he was delivering Marquette tickets to them or doing one of his many good works for them. And uh, someone mentioned there that, uh, that, do you work with Jason Wildey, blah, blah, blah. Here's the problem. He and I share a close friendship with one of the two people who knew about this, and that is John Kerry, (laughs) uh, retired from his time uh, running the Mac Fund and doing all the good works he does. And I do find myself wondering if there was perhaps some modicum of communication between those two. Uh, that led to yesterday's big reveal.
2: Knowing John the way I do, it would not be shocking that John would want to make sure that you were recognized for this honor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. in regards
4: to Homer, at, when Homer is gone from this earth, I am fully prepared to find out that, and I would not be surprised that Homer worked for the CIA. I, I just, there's just something about the guy that's like, and I wouldn't be surprised. It'll be like, hey, Homer was an oper- operative?
2: Yeah,
4: you know? that's the right Good word. There'll be Good like word, pictures right of him in, in in Turkey or in Antarctica. It'd be like, I'm not surprised. I really am not surprised. But, Jason, congratulations. Great honor. Yeah, um, let's I think talk it's about awesome. And Bowl. it's well deserved. Yeah. All right, Jason, yeah. let's talk about MOs. And I'm not talking Mo, I'm talking Modus Ashton. Operandi. Operandi. Yeah, nice work. Thank you. Ron Wolf, we knew his MO. It was draft, develop, draft smart, um, and sprinkle in with veterans <laughs> who are on the back end of their career. Ted Thompson, mm-hmm. draft and develop. Very little free agents. We know right. the Rams' MO. Mortgage the future, win a Super Bowl. Andy Reid, consistency. What is Goody's MO? I, I just, for the life of me, you can kind of figure out what direction GMs are going in. I, I, yeah. I
3: Do you know what his MO is? I do. I do. I know exactly what his MO is, actually. Um, and by the way, to give Ted his proper respect, uh, his use of free agency um, was uh, infrequent, but blockbuster brilliant when he did it, right? Charles Woodson... Uh, yeah, Julius Peppers in a Packers uniform. Uh, Ryan Pickett underrated as a free agent pickup. Uh, so he didn't do it often, but when he did it, he hit home runs. Um, duties mm-hmm. is, yeah, we were in on that, but it didn't come together. Yeah, we we, we, we were in the conversation. That's his M.O. Uh, try, try, try again, uh, but not necessarily get anybody. Um, he he managed with in one fell swoop in the 2019 offseason to convince a portion of the fan base that he was Mr. Free Agency. Right? I mean, he signed four yeah. guys, all big money contracts. Um, I would point out that only one of the four wound up playing out the entirety of the contract he signed uh, Two were gone after uh, three seasons, right? Billy Turner and Zadarius Smith. Uh, Neither move do I have a big problem with, by the way, moving on from either one of them. Uh, At one, took a pay cut because of underperformance, then had a good season, got an extension, and now I'm not sure if Rashawn Gary doesn't tear his ACL that they wouldn't be moving on from him, and that's Preston Smith. Uh, And then obviously Adrian Amos played the four seasons and I'm not sure whether he'll be re-signed or not. He's like the one free agent in this year's group of Packers free agents that no one talks about like ever when we're talking about who's headed into free agency. So with that one class, everyone thought Goody's a real active guy in free agency Uh, given their cap situation, which is factored in what have they done since like what Goody has done has been hit on not not veterans who could help you that were late in their careers and weren't very expensive, which were kind of what, Ted, what, what Ron's signings were. Uh, he hit on two guys that were bargain basement, and I don't want to call them nobodies, but unknowns, despite some experience in the league, and both turned out to be really good during the 2021 season got extensions, and then weren't as good in 2022. And I'm talking about Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I think the point I'm trying to make is you're right. He doesn't really have an M.O. yet, even though he's five years into this. Uh, He is more Ted Thompson by far than he is Ron Wolf, than he is John Schneider, than he is John Dorsey, if we're comparing him to other either sprouts off the Ron Wolf tree or mentors that he had coming up into his GM role.
2: Jason, do you think that Aaron Rodgers wants the NFL to be more like the NBA and what I mean by that is when a player asks for the trade the way Kevin Durant did, they get traded. There's a little bit more freedom of movement, yes. I guess for players
3: empowerment. Yeah, empowerment
2: sure. that's the great and, word.
3: And, and and I think that look, it's, it is only going to be for the big stars. And that is obviously the case with the NBA too. But yeah, uh, he's actually talked about that in the past. Um, you know, and obviously he has a ownership stake in the Bucks. Um, he has, that is one of the things he also wanted guaranteed contracts. He wasn't in a position to negotiate that for himself, but as we've seen, that has become more prevalent again for big stars, um, and quarterbacks and Kirk Cousins, who's at least one of those things, a quarterback. Um, I, I do think that he, as an NBA fan and as a player, has tried to push the uh, the ledger in that direction, and it seems like he has succeeded in that. I mean, you mentioned it the other day. Kyrie Irving says he wants to be traded, and forty-eight hours later, he's been traded. I mean, look at the Nets, like. I'm not a huge NBA guy, but at one point they had a big three of James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, and now all three of those guys play on another team. And what are we, two years removed from that? When the three of them were together? Not even, right? That was last year that they traded Harden. Correct. Like, if the Packers, like, think about this. The Packers could be the Nets. Like, if they end up yeah. trading Aaron Rodgers this offseason, they will have traded their two biggest stars in Devontae mm-hmm. Adams' one offseason and Aaron Rodgers the next. And, oh, by the way, Aaron Jones' future is uncertain. And suddenly now, I mean, what are the Nets now? They're rebuilding, right? 100%. You don't trade all three of your stars, so then what does that put the Packers in? So it's it, there is a trend line for sure. From Aaron Rodgers' uh, affinity for the NBA to Aaron Rodgers, if he gets traded, having turned it into the NBA.
4: Jason, how long could you sit in complete darkness and silence?
3: Yeah, uh, 10, 15 minutes, probably. I just, I can't, I can't fathom this. And, and you know, I said this on our show. I did. I did reach out to him. I'm not going to say anything about what he said back, but I did express my concern about him. I mean, you know, for all the grief I took over the years for uh, people who thought I wasn't uh, unbiased enough or I was just toady, um, you know, I I do care about the guy. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. And I I talked to a few people in the medical field. I know they're the establishment medical field, uh, which he doesn't necessarily espouse, but uh, there are some risks to sensory deprivation of that length of time. And so I hope everything works mm-hmm. out great. I hope he gets what he wants out of it. But I couldn't do it. I mean, I I sleep with a nightlight. Really? Are you afraid of the dark? Well, I'm not afraid of it. My I old... mean, <laughs> Nobody likes the dark. Thing I, here's, here's the thing I don't understand. And I know you guys got to go because you <laughs> No, This so is way more interesting now. No, in this night. is
4: great. I want to know <laughs> the answer.
3: <laughs> why, 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 why it's so hard to believe anybody sleeps with a nightlight? Like Tash was giving me a hard time about this yesterday. Uh, hi, I'm here to tell you that when you sleep, you close your eyes. You can't see the light. Hopefully, not. it's a tiny little light in the outlet on the near the floor. Like I, I, he was he could not believe that I have nightlights in our bedroom. Like I don't want to stub well, my toe if I have to get up and go to the bathroom. I. I want to be able to find my water bottle if I wake up and I'm thirsty. Like, is this really that outlandish? I mean, what kind of nightlight were How you talking about here, Jason? About is
2: it like Ninja Turtles, Toy Story? Like, what are we talking about?
4: Dora the Explorer. Okay, I mean, yeah. Swipe or no swiping. No, <laughs> but, uh, Jason, uh, my, wa- my wife always wants me to sleep with a nightlight. But it's not because of the dark. It's because I have an aiming problem in the middle of the night.
3: <laughs> well, I, I would certainly hope that there's a nightlight in your restroom, yes.
0: <laughs> a regular light. <laughs>
4: turn it on, Chewie, moron. I, I, the only hey, time I turn got-
3: it on is when I, I don't hear the water sprinkling everywhere. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is not going to be good. <laughs> so so I have the perfect gift for the two of you. And then, and then we'll go because, again, you wasted too much time talking about my award. Uh, Paula got these. They are motion-sensitive lights that are actually in the toilet. They hang off the rim of the toilet like, like those old, like, disinfecting, flushing oh, things sure. that we used to have in the 80s. This is a motion. So you, it will light up the bowl for you. So for someone whose aim is not always true, shall we say, <laughs> um, your accuracy will improve tenfold. I really believe that.
4: But, but Jason, there is nothing funnier than at 3 in the morning listening to your wife fall into the toilet because he didn't put the seat down.
3: <laughs> I mean, mm, it's mean, and,
4: but it is really kind and, of fun. When you laugh nothing, after waking up from a dead sleep, <laughs> it's a little funny. And, and
3: and also nothing more dangerous, as it turns out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Jason, thanks for your <laughs> time, buddy. All right, boys,
2: take care, be good. Jason Wildey joins us three times a week here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We are a little late, but we still have to get in our Superb Owl Squares, 800-990-3776. Superb Owl Squares is back for another year here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. We're playing all week long. Callers, let's line you up. We've got some questions to ask. The first person to get a question correct will be entered into Superb Owl Squares, and we're doing that next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.
4: This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. When is it acceptable to go onto a reputable dating site? Not banger or sticker or or whatever. Mm -hmm. When is it okay?
1: On 94.5 ESPN.
2: This weekend, and now is your opportunity to get into our Superb Owl Squares game. Again, the way it works, if you get the uh, the trivia question that we give you correct, well, that does it for this round. And you'll be entered to get 10 random squares on our Superb Owl Squares board, which will be released later this week. If you end up winning the squares game, well, that means you win an ESPN Milwaukee prize pack. Again, we got these uh, questions from Hembo over at ESPN. Shout out to Jen. Shout out to Hembo for giving us these questions. And we will begin with Josh and Heartland. Josh, how confident are you feeling? Have you, been, have you been listening all week? Have you gotten the majority of these questions? Because some of them have been pretty tough.
0: Um, I, I would say I'm probably around 40 to 50% higher on the easier questions, or at least the ones that you said were easier.
2: Okay. All right, we're going to start with this one. Here is your question, Josh: Which state has hosted the most superb owls? Which state has hosted the most superb owls?
3: Florida
2: is a correct answer. Ah, great, call. one and done. Oh. One and done. Florida. So Florida. Oh. Wow. Seventeen. Uh, the next state is California with thirteen, and this one's yeah, a I'm little surprising. So this one's surprising to me, and I guess I don't know what else would be in third place. But Louisiana is ten, and Louisiana yeah, is New just Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. you know. So New Orleans has hosted ten Super Bowls, whereas like in California, it's been spread out. You know, they've had Super Bowls in L.A., they've had Super Bowls up in the San Francisco area. Clearly, Florida, it's been spread out. Miami, uh, they've had one and in then Jacksonville. San Diego, Oh Gabe. yeah, San
4: Diego. Yeah, because I was thinking San Diego too. I mean, there's been a couple there. Mm-hmm. Wow,
2: good pull. So there we go, one and done. But don't worry, you'll have another opportunity to play at 8:30, as there are still three more opportunities to uh, to win and get into our superb owl squares contest.
4: Yeah, because right, you, Gabe, tell the truth. What's that? What was that? Did you come up with that, or was that on Hembo's list?
2: No, that's on Hembo's list. I'm still going off of Hembo's list. Still going off. Was that an easy or a medium? That was a medium. That was a medium question. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. That was a medium question. So, um, that kind of helps the fact that we we were one and done there. So we, I really needed one of those. I really needed one and done. Well, here's the problem. It's been a wild week. It's been a busy week, and I knew we were running out of questions. So the fact that we were able to go one and done on this one. Makes me confident that I have enough questions to at least get us through today. And then if, you know, we got to write more tomorrow morning or whatever for the, for the two contestants tomorrow or the, the two opportunities tomorrow, it, it just it makes me feel better, the, the fact that we were one and done. Okay, done. Shout out to yeah. Josh. Yeah, big shout out to Josh so he'll get entered Ashton when do you when do we put out the uh, super, Superb Owl squares board Did I'm thinking we? now in the past I had done it every day but I'm thinking a
0: big reveal on Friday afternoon on our Twitter account at Gen Gabe chewy or on our Instagram which the same thing at Gabe chewy Friday afternoon once I have all of the uh, squares randomly selected through the system that I use and the the randomly selected operation that I have uh, then is when I will release it let's say one o'clock on Friday we will release the superb Owl
4: squares board.
2: All right, there we go. And we have uh, only three more people who can enter and get into that.
4: Um, Are you guys uh, putting any juice down on the game? No. Because I have three. I have I have a buddy in St. Louis who mm-hmm. loves to gamble on NFL football. And I've, I've kind of helped him out through the years. And he's actually doing fairly well this year. And But I have three things. I either take a, Team A, mm-hmm. Team B, or don't touch. Yeah, this game for me is a don't touch.
2: Yeah, like it probably feels like, because here's where I guess I land on it too. Like it's really hard to turn down Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and a point and a half. Like I'm getting points. Like you're giving me free points for those two. Are you kidding me? But like that Eagles team, the roster one through fifty three is better than the it's roster. Better than yeah.
4: Well, I just look at it defensively. I think Philadelphia's defense is a click and a half better than Kansas City. Kansas City, mm-hmm. but Kansas City's offense is pretty good. And then I revert back to I could see Jalen Hurts because of his youth laying an egg.
2: Yep, certainly a possibility. And that's what
4: brings me to the don't touch.
2: What's the under over? Um, I do not have that in front of me. I'm looking it up. I think it was two and a half, maybe three. No, no. So that's the line. (laughs) The under over. I'm taking the over, Ashton. (laughs) Okay,
4: I'm taking my house and putting it. If it's two and a half, so
2: first of all, shut up. The line is one and a half. Philly by a point and a half. Uh, The over under number two is fifty one. Can we do the obscure bets
0: tomorrow? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, you can do. Yes, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> Literally, anyway, anytime. Okay. Yeah, yes. we tomorrow we're gonna blow out the Super Bowl, and by that I mean we're gonna try and convince ourselves to be excited about it. All
4: right, because I have a dilemma. We talked about it in the production meeting, and I need the caller or the fans' help. I need their help. That's an extended Not, tease. Is that a spoiler? Is that a tease? No, what that's that? a tease. Spoiler? It's good. It's an tease. extended tease for right, tomorrow's tease. show.
2: Um, but we do have to get into more. I want to get to some of the responses. 800-990-3776. The ESPN Milwaukee. Talk text line. Are you like Chewy? Are you anti-player movement? Are you anti this, this move in the NBA? The one that Aaron Rodgers... Presumably, once in the NFL, that the player empowerment where they have more of a say in where they end up despite being under contract, despite signing contract extensions. We get into that coming up next. It's back, though. It's your chance for the best seats in the house to catch the Bucks on the hardwood. And unless you're actually in the huddle or on the bench, you're not going to find yourself any closer to the action from now through February 12th so there's only 3 more days to sign up register at espnwisconsincontests.com for goodcomer Brand's founder and CEO Craig Carverson's courtside Bucks seats but there's a catch because there's always a catch the winner gets to choose between sitting with Craig March 1st for Bucks Magic young fun team or bringing a guest on February 24th to watch the Bucks against the Miami Heat one of the Bucks' main rivals but you would be going without Craig it's with or without Craig. It's sponsored by the Milwaukee Bucks and Gruber Law Offices. Full contest rules and details are online at ESPNWisconsinContests.com.
1: You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.
4: So remember he said uh, his birthday? Yeah. Maybe we get a little freaky. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like and, everyone, and everyone's like, oh, look at our horny little boy. So ex- <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Like, everybody's so supportive of Giannis, they just kind of look past it.
1: On 94.5 ESPN.
2: Are you in favor of the movement in sports? We're seeing it in the NBA. Aaron Rodgers certainly would love to see it in the NFL. Player empowerment. Kyrie, I want to get traded. 48 hours later. Peace out. He's gone. KD has a meeting with the franchise about the future of it. Hey, what's our future direction here in Brooklyn? Gone. Sound familiar? Maybe sound a little familiar about what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Do you think that's kind of led to some of this behavior, too, from from Aaron Rodgers, that he sees this in the NBA and goes, well, if it's acceptable for somebody like Kevin Durant to have conversations about the future of his franchise where he's playing, why can't I have these conversations about the future of my franchise in which I'm playing?
4: Well, not only Aaron Rodgers, but it, like Devontae Adams. that I would love to put... Goody in a room, it's not going to get outside this room, and ask him why did you trade him? You didn't have to. Mm -hmm. You had his rights. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it because, like I said many a times, did you believe the roster was good enough with Aaron Rodgers and he could cover up some warts? Or were you afraid you didn't want to offend Devontae Adams? Because I think as a GM, you gotta kind of be in a hole a little bit sure right
2: well like because- he, he clearly
4: could have said no i am not trading you i'm putting the franchise tag on you um you want to sit out sit out but i i'm not trading you and i know we always You're come be a packer
2: right we yeah and we always come back to ron because a couple of things a he was the general manager at the time you played b the dudes in the hall of fame so you know pretty good example to be held up by Packers fans of, hey, maybe try to be a little more like this guy. But you've said on multiple occasions but you guys never saw Ron. Like, Ron removed himself so he didn't feel bad when he needed to be an a-hole. Like, if he had a personal relationship with someone but knew that guy needed to be released, he didn't want to have to have those personal feelings and attachment. I understand that's how most GMs work. I'm not saying that's not how Brian Gutekunst works. But, yeah, you got to be a little bit of an a-hole because you, you, you are literally deciding the futures of players on your roster. Are they going to be here? Are they not going to be here? And that's that's a large responsibility that, as as cold as it sounds, it needs to be made without emotion.
4: But if he was in that room, Gabe, and he said to me, well, I, I did, I, I kind of thought Aaron Rodgers could cure some warts, I would be like, that's fine because you're not alone. There was a part of me that, you know, thought he could. That is fine. But if the answer is, well, I didn't want to offend anyone, you know, he came to me in this, I'm like, that's not acceptable as a GM. You know, and and I go back to Moneyball. You can't be friends with these guys, right? hmm I just think in order to be effective, you can't. That's what, The NBA can, right? And that's why the NBA runs the league. They run, I want to get traded. I don't like this coach. Get this coach out of here. I think if the NFL went to that type of model, it'd be a train wreck, you know? And that's why I have the – I I know times have changed, right? But I think teams are most effective, like an Andy Reid, like a Belichick, who kind of morphed a little bit to like, all right, these players are different. But the buck still stops with me, right? Yeah. It still stops with me. And Andy has done an unbelievable job of balancing that. LaFleur, I don't know. Like, I know this – If my quarterback said um, what Aaron said after uh, their last game about my play calling, I'd have him in the office and I'd say, look, you can have your opinion. Just shut your mouth. Just keep it in-house. It doesn't do anybody any good to get that crap out there. Do we understand one another? You know. And then if he says, no, I'm not, I'm going
2: to keep, then then get the hell out of here. It's the inverse of the famous story you heard about Lombardi and Bart Starr, where Bart Starr just got yelled at and just completely, you know, just taken apart. yeah.
4: And Bart took
2: Lombardi. You know, they had a meeting after that, and Bart said, if you expect me to lead these guys, you can yell at me. We just have to yell at me privately, because if I have to be the leader of these guys, you can't knock me down those pegs. And obviously those guys had a great relationship. It's just the inverse Uh, of that. Keep it in-house.
4: I should have did that with homegrown. That probably would have worked.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Look, Mike, you can yell at me, but you can oh, damn right I can yell at you.
4: He would have said, here's your bus ticket and an apple. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out.
2: Do you want to give a shout out to our friends at Palermo's Pizza? They're helping us celebrate National Pizza Day, and we're doing it with Screaming Sicilian. They've got you covered. Breakfast. They've got their breakfast club in a single serving, and that can even be made in the microwave. For lunch, maybe you're thinking about one of those I'm Single single-serving pizzas, or the Thin' and Crispy, which is fantastic. Dinner, maybe you get that classic, original, buttery, stone-fired crust, or the I'm Stuffed Stuffed Crust Pizza. So many decisions to make on National Pizza Day, but not just Palermo's, but Screaming Sicilian. Stock up this week at Pick and Save Screaming Sicilian, just two for $10. You know, stock up for the big game while you're there, not just for today. It's National Pizza Day with our friends at Palermo's Pizza. How long can you stay still and not be distracted in the dark? We dive into that coming up next.